0: Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Carra, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Homebrewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Carra.
1: Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Carrow Radio Show, The Central Florida Buzz. As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And uh, today we are going to bring you another edition of the Joys of Home Brewing with members of the Central Florida Home Brewers. Usually we do this for the general membership meeting uh, at uh, Brew Theory, but due to the coronavirus and COVID-19, we're under a stay-at-home order, and we want to respect that, and the show must go on. So we're going to continue this uh, uh, virtually on the phone. So uh, with me today is a member of the Central Florida Florida Home Brewers, uh, Dave Smith. And uh, Dave, pleasure on you. could join me today and talk a little bit about what you're brewing. You're actually brewing right now in the middle of brewing, so we appreciate you taking uh, uh, time to talk with us. And So we wanted to talk a little bit. Now everyone's kind of at home. We're kind of forced into the home. I'm calling this show Stay at Home and Brew because, uh, the, you know, we're going to follow that, that uh, social distancing and just brew some beer. So how's things been going for you, and, uh, you know, have you been brewing a lot of beer?
2: Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm doing as good as can be, you know, considering, you know, what's going on and everything. Uh, as far as brewing, this is actually the first time I've brewed in, in quite a while. Uh, but what I'm brewing right now is I'm, I'm kind of following my my uh, citrus saison recipe. The only thing with that is the hard foam brew did not have any Saison yeast, so I'm going to be using a Trappist yeast instead. So it's going to be a little experiment. Not sure how it's going to come out, but we'll see.
1: Oh, so yeah, that that's great. So we want to let everyone know that our our home brew, I guess, is an essential business. So they're open. I know we just got some. We were supposed to brew today, but uh, we'll brew another day. So the only thing is, you mentioned they didn't have the yeast. You feel like there was a run on the yeast, or everyone wanted this yeast, or no, I don't. I
2: don't, I don't think that there was a run on it. Um, I just think that they it was. I was you know, wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Um, No, I was in there today. So I didn't go in because they're doing curbside pickup only. you got to call ahead if you're going to you're gonna place an order. you got to press zero, and uh, that way somebody will come in on, on the phone. Uh, you let them know what you want, and they'll have it ready out front for you. Um, I had to go down there and pick up a, a couple more supplies. I usually forget a thing or two whenever I brew, so. They're just showing up there, but yeah hearts hearts is open they're they're getting the deliveries as I speak um they uh they said that the restaurants are are uh, buying a lot of their supplies, you know, because 'cause they're doing the uh people who sell mixed drinks to go now, so they're they're buying bottles and stuff like that, so you know heart hearts is really busy right now
1: oh great and one thing well, I want to uh, I, I don't know uh, I am a member of uh, one of these uh, you know home brewing uh, groups on Facebook and you m- might be too and you might have seen this but anyways this guy you know amongst the COVID uh, you know situation and Corona asked a simple question and he got teared to shreds for it and he simply wanted to know if this uh, SARS as sanitizer you know can protect against you know coronaviruses and other viruses, and for some reason he was crucified and shredded, <laughs> shredded for it, but I mean, I think that's a legitimate question. During these times, sanitation is really key then, huh?
2: Yeah, well, I would imagine the star sand would do just fine as a, as a surface sanitizer. I mean, it, it, it kills everything for brewing. I don't see why it wouldn't kill a virus. I mean, I'm not a, a scientist or a doctor, but uh, logic would dictate to me that uh, sanitizer would kill Let's see, I'm holding a bottle of it in my hand right now. It's got, uh, like, yeah, with the acid levels in there, I just, I, I would trust her. It. It's better
1: than nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's better than nothing. So, I mean, during these times, you make sure that everything, uh, I mean, do you use it like we do, where we put everything that the beer touches into the sanitizer, or how do you use it? Um, well, actually,
2: I sort of myself up a five gallon fucking sanitizer and that gets used all through the day uh, I use it to, to um, you know sanitize the fermenter uh, I use it to sanitize all the all the beer lines um, and then when I'm done everything gets sanitized again and that's basically the end of the road for that batch of sanitizer and then uh, you know when I when I do my transfers and stuff I'll, I'll make like a smaller batch you know because I don't Need to clean as much, you know. I just need to clean the kegs and the, the short
1: lines that's going from the fermenter. Oh, okay, and one thing I wanted to mention, to Dave, that you know, there's different levels of you know brewing, and I think that you and my dad and myself are on. Which is which is great with uh, completely different levels. We actually, believe it or not, and let our audience know, is we actually cook the beer on the stove. We got a big enough stove to to do that. But tell us a little bit about your system. You, our, well, we've seen it. It's pretty advanced, huh? Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's pretty.
2: Big, big. I wouldn't call it very advanced. It's just a couple pumps. It's just bigger kettles. Um, I've got one of the uh, more beer uh, brew systems of the. You know the, the hot liquor control, the mash tun control. Which honestly, I don't even use the mash tun control. I just do a simple infusion match. That's how. That's how most of the breweries do it. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to overcomplicate things if I don't have to.
1: Oh, so right. Uh,
2: but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice system. I, I can get about a barrel of beer out of it each time I brew. Oh
1: wow! So, so that's that's great that. Uh, so like like we we said that uh, you know there's a certain you know process and uh right 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 now what how far have you gotten in the process
2: i've just uh, started to match um basically that's just steeping right now and we are uh, you know starting to get sanitizing sanitizing lines ready um this is a citrus saison, so I've already had my partner start ingesting uh, lemons, limes, oranges, and grapefruits, and all the fun stuff that goes into this recipe.
1: Oh, wow. So, yeah, we we remember, uh, Dave. Yeah, we, we came to your house. They had a nice uh, brood a day. I think everyone from the club is wondering if you're going to do that again, because that was, that was great.
2: Yeah, I you
1: know, I I would have done that now but uh Yeah, now it's not gonna work.
2: Nobody
1: really wants to come back. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, so so maybe not now, but uh you know, in a, a few uh months, so um that's great, uh, Dave, that, uh, you know, that we could talk about uh, the, this. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we could, you know, the the, the beer club will be meeting and getting uh, back to, you know, certain events. I know that the Sunshine Challenge was postponed. So, I mean, are you getting beer ready for the Sunshine Challenge or you want to see when they move the date to?
2: Um, I'm, I'm going to play it by ear. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure, you know, what this beer is going to come out like is I'm using a, a different yeast than, I'm, than I normally use in this batch with this style. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to try it. You know, i let my friend John say that he's really good at, you know, helping out with what, what category and possibly put it in. So, you know, once I get it done, I'll sit down and hopefully we'll have a brew meeting before that. And, you know, if there's something that it might fit into in a category, I, I might enter it.
1: Oh, okay. So do you know what c- category it would be? Or?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> You'll see. I, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's my Saison recipe, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a Trappist yeast, so. Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I grabbed the closest thing that they had to, uh, you know, it's from Belgium, you know, so I, you know, just see what happens, you know.
1: Yeah, I have to. Yeah, just uh, see how that uh, that goes. Uh, so after this beer, do you plan on uh, b- brewing more? Or how often do you want to brew now? Since you have a little time?
2: Yeah, I'm probably going to be brewing again really, really soon because I'm, I'm going stir crazy. I've been I've been out of work for three weeks now. I've been practicing social distancing the whole time. Try not to leave the house. So I'm, I'm going a little stir crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, I know how that is. But
2: uh, this is this is week three for me.
1: Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So so having to be able to you know the the chance to to, to brew. So I mean, with, with this time now, are you planning on you know maybe new beers or new adventure? I mean, new different types of beer you haven't brewed yet, or.
2: yet uh, right now I'm just trying to focus on this beer and then you know once this is done and, and you know put away and done fermenting then I'm going to start thinking about the next the next endeavor see what I have you know I got to see what hops I have what, what grains I have and I'll you know just kind of go from there
1: oh, great. great so now uh, remind us do you keg or bottle
2: I do a little bit of both like I said, I got a kind of a big system, and what I what I'll normally do is I'll keg half of it, and then I'll bottle the other half. Um, sometimes I end up kegging it all if I don't. Cause everybody that brews hates bottling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Know. I know. You know,
2: it's, it's it's nice to have them because once they're bottled, you know, they they last longer, and you know, they're more portable, and you know, it's, they're a little more versatile than than having a keg around, you know. You just have to open it up and pour it wherever the CAG. You need a CO2 system, regulator, lines, tab, handle, <laughs> CO2 tank.
1: Oh, great, great. Uh, so for you, Dave, you mentioned that uh, you, you've you been in, in, in the house. I mean, have you you purchased any craft, craft beer to take out of these breweries? Or? Uh
2: No. And coming home, I've really, I have not, I have not eaten at a restaurant in three weeks. Like I said, I'm, I'm out of work right now. Uh, my, my main priority is paying my mortgage. Uh, you know, I, I just, I really don't have disposable income now. You know, a lot of this batch of beer I had gift certificates from Hearts. You know, is the reason why I'm doing this right now.
1: Oh, so so you you that was great that you had those uh, the, those gift certificates and uh, so I mean right now as far as supplies do you have an, have enough supplies of what you have to brew another batch or you need to get more then
2: I think I have enough supplies to brew another batch you know I'm probably going to need some yeast and you know maybe a couple odds and ends but nothing nothing major but. You know, I have hops in my freezer, and I just loaded up on a lot of grain. So I think I have enough grain to to, to pull off another batch. Uh-huh. Yeah, I might need I might need to add some specialty grains or something like that to you know to get across the finish line. But I think I can make another batch out of what I have.
1: Oh, okay. So you could you can actually uh, freeze the the hot hops then, huh? Yeah. My hops in the freezer. Oh, okay. I keep
2: them in the original uh, the, the metal metallic bag they come in and then I, I wrap that up really tight in saran wrap so nothing can get in there. And they, 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 I've had hops the last five years. Oh, wow. We obviously don't use those for finishing hops yet. <laughs>
1: yourself oh, okay and one one last thing and Dave I wanted to ask you know uh, at the, the be, you know the beer club a few weeks ago they were talking about uh, you know uh, you know second what what's it called when you re hop it uh, I'm trying to remember like you you hop it dry hopping and that's it yeah you taking you yeah, taking regular, you know, taking like light beer or regular beer and dry hopping it, and then giving it more flavor. I just wonder—is that something that you do or have done? Or uh, with, with certain
2: styles, I will. Uh, this particular style, I'm not going to, because uh, Belgian beer doesn't usually have that much of a punchy hop character. It's, right. It's more about the balance. So, um, uh, if I do a parallel. Yes, I'm going to be dry hopping the crap out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Dave. Well, we really appreciate uh, your time. We wish you the best. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here?
2: Uh, not really. You know, just everybody stay safe. I feel like the, the more we do the right thing in this coronavirus time, the quicker this will end. So, y'all do the right thing out there.
1: Okay, my guest has been Dave Smith from the uh, uh, Central Florida Home Brewers. You're listening to the Mike Carra Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here in Acoe, Florida. And please stay with us for the next segment of this edition of our program today.
3: COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.
1: Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Carra Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as always, probably broadcasting from aCOE Florida. And my next guest is Matt Hunsworth from the Central Florida Home Brewers, and uh, Matt, it's a pleasure, honor you could join me today and tell us all about what you're doing and during this uh, time of uh, quarantine and all that. So first of all, for you, Matt, have you been brewing a lot of beer then?
0: I have, yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I definitely um, been brewing, that's for sure, and more... In larger amounts than I normally do, too, just to like, uh, off, just I'm trying different things, and I figure if it's if I'm gonna do one gallon, I might as well do the full five gallons and just keep the system up and running and forget about tearing it down and putting it back and just have it there ready for when I need to kill five or six hours. So, yeah, absolutely. And the neighborhood's been very happy about it
1: oh so you so you mean you've been sharing with the neighborhood oh yes
0: yes that's that's far i could drink a lot of beer don't get me wrong but that's that's even more so so yes i've been sharing it with uh, anyone in need locally
1: oh so i mean is this giving you any time to reflect on any new styles of beer have you been premiering any new beers or
0: yeah, um, I haven't even really been worrying about style because all the brewing I was doing before this, the shelter in place started, was getting ready for competitions, and every competition I was ready for is now uh, we're, we're in a, a hold on everything. So I was like, I will certainly get a chance to do that again. So I'm kind of just experimenting with different bolts and hop combinations and whatnot, and not really paying attention to the style guidelines like one could come out an ipa like but my intention isn't to make an ipa just to try those hops so it's actually been pretty uh not that it's never enjoyable but it's been a different experience just kind of walking out into my uh, little area in the garage and just start scooping up grains and and kind of winging it with the hops and just seeing how it comes out it's been a lot of fun actually
1: so for you, Matt, have you been able to get uh, most of the supplies uh, okay then? Hearts Homebrew is still open? or
0: Yeah, I haven't actually had to go and get any yet. I have had quite a decent stockpile. I tend to buy, I wouldn't say in bulk, but in large quantities, so that I, if I am going to make a change or if I have a brew day, I wasn't expecting that I have it on hand. And I kind of just restocked before all this happened. Between a couple of the local stores. So right now, I'm not really short on any of the, the I'd say the main ingredients. I, I, my specialty malts are running out and I'm starting to run out of hops, but I still got plenty to keep going for a few more brews before I need to go out. And I'll definitely uh, support the local guys that are trying to keep going while this happens as well. Oh.
1: Yeah, and speaking about that, so we, we've seen from your Facebook, uh, Matt, that you have been having an opportunity to, to, to get beer to go from these <laughs> craft breweries.
0: Yeah, See, I'm, on top of all this, I'm actually I'm still working. I'm, I'm actually kind of working more hours than I was before this happened because of the skeleton crew we have. So both me and my wife are in our regular incomes coming in. So I am trying to support. The, the, the lo- Not every local brewery, uh, the ones that are close, I mean, not that I don't want to, just the ones that are close so we're not out on the road too long and try to maintain as short a distance from the house as we can. But I have been, every week, we are going to at least two, sometimes more, at least two. In fact, I'm going to go pick up an order right when you and I are done to keep to do our part to help keep the local businesses going. And it's uh, between all the beer I'm making and the beer I'm buying – um, when this is over, I don't think I'll need to buy beer until 2021.
1: Oh, yeah, that, uh, you'll be able to, uh, have, have a, a good, uh, supply there, yeah, huh?
0: Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Like I said, we're just trying to, since we've been incredibly fortunate in this, we're trying to support the businesses that, that we enjoy and, uh, and, and tipping the servers as well. Just, yeah, we're just trying, just, we're, we're, we're trying to, like i said uh, just be grateful and um help out best we can but uh it's it's you know there are worse problems than having too much beer so it's it's a really weird thing to to even mention
1: oh okay <laughs> and that and now man i want to talk about the que- the question that you know a lot of people have been asking you know beginners or mid-, or mid- intermediates mm-hmm. and that is how do we go off like you know we do these kits yeah, uh, you know, from Hearts uh, Homebrew, we get the kit, we make it. But how would you suggest, like me and my dad, we're just contemplating going free form or just uh, <laughs> just make whatever we could make. Do you have any suggestions for us going off kit?
0: Oh, it, what you said is the way to go. I mean, not, right now it's it's. I mean, there's there's already no real rules about home brewing. There's suggestions and best prac and some practices better than other. I wouldn't even say everyone's got. Uh, um, their own best practice when it comes down to it's up to the individual so uh, as far as the tips go just I would say just don't don't worry about it have fun with it um the only tip the only hard and fast rule for brewing for me is I, I seem to feel like I can never clean my gear well enough and sanitize it well enough so if you're starting with a clean, sanitized base, then just have fun from that. Just you know, get your your whatever your base malts are going to be. If it's going to be extracts, or if you're going to grind up some uh, some of your own grains, play with the hops. Take a take a chance on something you haven't done differently. Like maybe you, you haven't dried hop before with a particular hop. Now's the time to try. Yeah, just don't worry about. It. Just just make this the thing you don't have to worry about in a billion other things that people uh, rightfully so are worrying about right now don't make brewing one of them make it fun that's my biggest suggestion
1: okay uh matt now uh we you know, we're, we're talking about you know COVID nineteen and the coronavirus. So I was I'm on a whole bunch of these uh these uh beer Facebook groups, you know, brewing Facebook groups, and you might be on of this mm-hmm. one and you might have seen this, but this guy asked a very simple question, which I think is and he got teared to shreds, <laughs> crucified for this, but he simply wanted to know if uh San Sansar sanitizer could produce prevent coronavirus and everyone went bananas but that that's a good question i mean what do you feel about that
0: oh i don't yeah i i don't know the answer to that i was wondering it myself but I, i'd that's a shame to hear that the guy got torn to shreds for asking a question and that is that's a you know what you get a group together that are passionate about any subject brewing movies uh, football yeah. you always are going to have that bad ele- the vocal minority that Seem to do that kind of thing i hope he got an answer from it did did he in the end
1: i guess he some believe it it, it, it can but i mean it definitely wouldn't hurt like like we that's like my it, dad and me yeah. we anything the beer touches any anytime it touches beer we put that stuff on it or in it
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um man i don't know again i mean i'm not a i'm not a scientist or a doctor i would yeah i I would well i would i I think the best advice you just said it's not gonna hurt it it's it's not gonna make it appear so make sure everything's super sanitized i'm pretty sure it's not gonna survive the boil though so if you take your boiling beer and chill it with sanitized equipment and then put it in sanitized bottles then you're pretty i think you're pretty safe um in that transfer as long as you don't get get uh, lazy with your cleaning and sanitizing regimen.
1: Oh, that, that's right, about the, uh, yeah, you yeah, the, the boil that it, uh, yeah, you can boil it right out. Right, that, yeah. Uh,
0: I think, I'm pretty sure, again, not, <laughs> I, I don't even play a doctor on TV, I'm no doctor, but I, th- I think the, uh, and that's one of the reasons to boil anyway, to kill off all the microorganisms, so I think it's in that world, from what I understand
1: oh okay well yeah that's a good thing uh to to know and uh yeah we talk about all these uh different uh beers so do you brew any fruit beers no
0: um i haven't yet but i do have as this continues when i have a um fermenter free my plan is to do a raspberry a sweet raspberry cream ale recipe i had found online uh, i'm gonna i have gonna have to adjust it to match the ingredients i have at home but that'll be my first official fruit beer which is it is a little uh it's to think back on that i don't i haven't made it before because i enjoy a good fruit beer my wife does as well and there's not many beers we both like. So it's it's strange it's taking me this long to make a beer we can both enjoy. Either I end up making one she won't drink or I make one specifically for her that I tend not to drink as much of. A fruit beer seemed like something I should have done years ago, but better late than never, I
1: guess. Yeah, so yeah, that's something uh, to look uh, forward uh, to. So right now, we understand, uh, Matt, that the Sunshine Challenge, we know that you were going to be involved with, has been. So, what's the status of that? And the Sunshine Challenge is the Central Florida Home Brewers competition. So, what is the status of that now?
0: Well, I understand we're still planning to. It's it's not a cancellation. It's a postponement. So I, we're. St- still hoping that we get the okay or how do we know what the what official thing we're all looking for it, it, not just a sunshine challenge whenever it seems that having large groups of people is safe that's the word I should say then I think we're gonna go from there um I don't know if we're gonna do it like you know the week that that happens or we're gonna play well, we can't really because we have to judge and everything. But uh, I still, as long as we get um, to a point where we can have the amount of people, even just a judge, if we'd have to do the awards virtually, I mean, that would be better than nothing. But we still need, you still need two people to get together and judge. And with the amount of beers that we put in the Sunshine Challenge, we need more than that. So once it's safe to have that many people in a enclosed space like that, and we'll figure out exactly uh when, where, how, and all that—I know it's a—it's—it's uh, it's our thirtieth anniversary. It's something Lori and and Jim and John and Missy and the entire executive board certainly do not want to miss this year. And when it might be different than before, but I think one way or another, they're going to find a way to make it happen. And whatever help they need from me, they of course they'll they'll have to to make that happen.
1: Oh. Okay, and uh, so yeah, as as far as you know, and one thing I do do think we want to do, Matt, is we don't know what the future is, but eventually we are going to have an another meeting, and if we do, we want to again encourage people to 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 come to that meeting.
0: Huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's hard to say when that's going to happen. Be yeah, who knows? Who knows? But uh, absolutely, of course, of course. Yep. Yes, prepare, there you go. There's our pitch. Not to make light of the situation, but prepare yourself for the next time this happens. Be, if you're going to be at home, uh, making beer is a great way to take a good portion of your day. And in the end, you have beer. I mean, it's there's really no losing in that situation.
1: Exactly, and yeah, you have plenty of uh, beer. And uh, so, uh, like like around here, we've got plenty of beer. We've we. We're making homebrew. We've got all sorts of beer uh, every time. Publix has two for one. So, uh, as you know, Matt, I'm, I'm all beer, although I prefer craft beer. beer. beer.
0: Right, yes. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, man. We well, really, we really appreciate, uh, you know, your your time, and we were we're so glad to hear that you are working. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, it's although a little harder.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's, not, <laughs> like it's... the rest of us pooped
1: <laughs> yeah. up in here.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. It is. I think. I think. Yeah. It's certainly helped my uh, mental state, and it's just. It's yeah. It's it's uh it's it's different. It is. It is. The entire thing has been different, working or not. This whole. Uh, life's The way life is going right now is different, but, hey, you know, take it day by day. Yeah, the alternative is not any better, so.
1: Okay, thanks so much, Matt. My guess is Matt uh, Hodsworth from the Central Florida Home uh, Brewers, and you've been listening uh, to another edition of The Joys of uh, Home Brewing, Stay Home and Brew, and you've been listening to the Mike Car Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here in beautiful Ocoee, Florida. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today.
3: COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up two to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.
1: Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as always, partly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet earth and my guest today as we are continuing our joys of home brewing series uh, stay home and brew beer my guest today is member of the central florida home brewers mr ed meesom and ed, it is a pleasure and honor uh, to conclude this show with you and we're so glad that you're here and first of all why don't you tell us a little bit about you know what you've been up to have you been brewing a lot of beer considering the situation or
4: well, I spend most of my time now uh, working with uh, Orange Blossom Pilsner. I'm the business manager for them, and I help them. Uh, well, right now we're trying to survive all this uh, Corona stuff, and we uh, we had a goal. Our we were we do uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of four to five hundred barrels uh, a, a month, and our split was about sixty five percent draft and thirty five percent package. And the draft went to basically zero because <laughs> uh, the the you know the governor shut the state down. Uh, but our package sales have picked up, uh, and, but it hasn't made up the difference. So we're we're trying to keep those plates spinning. We're in kind of a unique position in that uh, we don't uh, you know we do contract brewing with Brewhub there in Lakeland, so. We don't have the overhead of paying for all that stainless steel. We also don't own the Cooperage. We we have a, a lease agreement with MicroStar. So we basically just stopped utilizing their service. And uh, so it's not like where it's all uh, roses and everything, but we are surviving pretty well. So I'm not doing much homebrewing these days, but I am doing a lot of commercial work. We we're working on the, the quality control, uh, we did uh, some Nitro-TCP, we have a, a beer called Toasted Coconut Porter. Uh, we released a batch of that in a um, draft that was nitrogenated, uh, and uh, we're going to come out back out with that again when, when everything is lifted and we get back a little bit more to normal. But I've been working on that.
1: Oh great, great! Uh, so you mentioned that you know you're now kind of in the commercial realm. Is that a big change from uh, home brewing, or?
4: Oh, absolutely! I Tom mentions is the founder and uh, King Bee, as he likes to call it, at uh, Orange Blossom Pilsner. And I told him some months ago, I said, you know, I uh, I know a lot about beer because I also teach uh, the class out at the Rosen College, and I. I and I now know a lot about business. I have an MBA, but I'm learning the beer business, and uh, it's it's quite different when when it's commercial, than it is uh, the homebrew scale. The homebrew scale, you can make whatever you want, whatever you like, or whatever your your buddies like, and the cost doesn't really matter that much. Um, and you know, the, but it makes a heck of a lot of difference in the in the commercial world, and you don't get to pick your 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 flagship brand the customer gets to pick your flagship brand so what what sells is what what you make So it's a, just a very different way to look at things but it is interesting it's and you know 100 barrels that's a barrel is 31 gallons so we brew in either 100 or 200 barrel batches That's a lot of beer and 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 when we just when we switched over we just packaged a 200 barrel batch, and put it all in twelve ounce cans, and that was somewhere in the neighborhood of um, twenty six hundred uh, cases. and There's twenty four cans in a case, so <laughs> it, it turns out to be a lot of beer.
1: Oh wow! So yeah, there's a a lot lot of uh, beer beer being uh, produced there. So I mean, for you, uh, have you been or uh, drinking a lot lot of beer or chasing craft beer?
4: Um, I would say, uh, well, with the class that I teach, I do get to taste uh, the classic examples because that's what I try to present to the students, a classic pilsner, a classic porter and stout and so forth. So every semester, and so it's twice a year, I get to run through a lot of the great classic beers of the world. So that, that's typically what I end up uh, drinking more than anything else
1: okay great uh so you know one thing i want to talk with you about ed is actually we're going to be uh, bottling actually this afternoon and uh, you know we still have i guess you call it the wand so i mean the you're now involved with stuff that it's all automated no more wands i don't know if you use the wand <laughs> oh i have
4: oh absolutely yeah sure
1: uh,
4: yep did you have a specific question about it
1: or? yeah just just i mean for you i mean as far as the the you know m- m- you know automation of it i mean every the bottles are much more you know they just like are poured in and they go off somewhere
4: well we uh we don't bottle anything anymore we can everything
1: oh can uh, the,
4: the, oh. The, yeah the canning line at um, at brew hub there in lakeland has 40 heads so it's in a big circle, and it spins around. So the beer is, is put into the – well, first the, you know, the cans are, are, are purged with nitrogen and then uh, – or, sorry, with CO2. And then uh, then the beer is poured in, and it's seamed. The lid is put on, and it's seamed. And they, they actually x-ray uh, the seams uh, in real time and check them and do a bunch of other quality checks. That's one of the really good things about BrewHub is that they've got an extensive lab and we get the results you know as, as soon as they're available so it, it's a lot different uh, you know the with their their in the, the parts per billion about a hundred parts per billion dissolved oxygen and that's what gives us the, the shelf life our, our we have a IPA product called uh, back-in-the-day IPA and we've tested it for over a year uh, that's it's still very good quality and it's beautiful Do it as a home brewer. Now, one of the things I'm always, as a home brewer, I was always an advocate of high fills. You know, to where you know a lot of people say two fingers. Well, that's a lot of uh, headspace. You need some. I'm assuming that you're you're putting the the sugar, you know, priming sugar in, and that's and you're going to do uh, you know a bottle conditioning. So the yeast will need some of that oxygen that's in there, and it will scrub it. Uh, so you'll you'll have lower oxygen, you know, after it's carbonated. But I, I would, I my my bottles I would fill uh, almost up to that that ridge that you is on the bottom of the capper. I don't know if I'll um, describe it better than that. But uh, I would say half inch maybe, and not two fingers. So, and I used to get comments on my score sheets back. Oh, hi, Phil! But then I'd get really good scores and win lots of medals. Oh, I didn't mind the comments. It doesn't count. Doesn't cost any points as far as your uh, score. But I would say you know you don't need that much oxygen. Fill it, fill it pretty high.
1: Oh, great! There. So, Ed, we're assuming that you don't uh, do many competitions now, or.
4: No, I haven't done too many in a while. It's been, you know, it's been quite a while. That's one of the things that I do sort of miss. Although in the class that I teach, the students brew, and I have to be there. I'm the faculty advisor. It's at it's extra credit after after a class, but the class is taught in the uh, in the beer and wine lab, and it is an actual working lab. It's very nice for tasting, but also there's a induction burners and there's a vent hood. We have refrigeration. So we actually, I teach the students as well, if for extra credit, how to homebrew. Now, I design the recipes for them, and their lab fee pays for all the ingredients, which I procure, and I'm there to help them all the way through the steps. There's a, there's a, a module that they take to uh, learn, you know, online, but then I also do demonstrations and show them. So that's my extent of homebrewing these days is one or two batches a year in school to show the students, and then I'd say somewhere around 10 or so per semester, so maybe 20 a year, if like the students do, but I'm there supervising and I'm right there with them. So that kind of, those energies, I, I enjoy the homebrewing for the process more than anything else, and I, I get that satisfied by doing it in, in school.
1: Great. So, so you're still teaching this class, or I mean, there's there's an upcoming class you're having, or?
4: Oh yeah. Well, we're right at the end of the semester. In fact, this week is finals week. Uh, It was an odd semester because we started out uh, meeting, you know, in the classroom, and uh, we went to spring break, and the Florida University shut down classes, so we had to finish the semester online. Now, luckily for me, I had it as a what's called mixed-mode class, where half online and half in the class. I just switched the classroom part to fully online. It took a fair bit of doing. I had to develop some modules that I normally deliver in person. I had to put them online with PowerPoints, and I, I narrate and um, animate the PowerPoints. I try to do some high production values in them to give the students a little bit better learning opportunity. And uh, we had to be creative about how to do some of the assignments uh, with, with distancing, one of which was visiting a brewery. Uh, and so what some of the students did was they had to call the brewery and virtually, you know, talk to them and see pictures. And they fill out a form, you know, how many barrels, how many, how many fermenters do they have, what do they do with the, with the spent grain, that kind of stuff. So they got a lot of the education, but it's never as good as being there. So, it, and plus, we did the food—we just did the food beer pairing part, which is the, I always introduce after spring break. We had to do that online instead of doing it in real, 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 real time, uh, you know, face to face, and that was a challenge as well. And I know that it's not as good doing it online as it is in person. I mean, one of the beauties about the class I teach is we get to utilize all five senses.
1: Well, it's, you can't really do that online. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you kind of answered my question that I was going to ask, uh, Ed, about, you know, do you think that there's a future in this, you know, online, you know, brewing or online brewing instruction, but you just you would prefer when, when it's possible to get right in the classroom hands on then.
4: Oh, absolutely. Most people learn by doing, and that's doing. You know, you can see it, you can read it, but doing it is, is, is so much better because you utilize all five senses. My mother taught me as I was growing up to try to use as, as many of your senses as you can. You will learn better. So when I was going over vocabulary, she would have me say it, say the word, and then write it. So you're using tactile sense. If if the if it was a, a noun or, or, you know, something that you had, uh, you know, uh, uh, real life, you know, uh, you're spelling the word, uh, I don't know, um, cement, think about how hard the cement is and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, utilize as many senses. So, you know, in, in a face-to-face class, you can do that. I've designed another class, the history and culture of beer, uh, for online only, and it may you know, it's going through the approval process now through the UCF and the state.
1: Oh, so yeah, that look forward uh, to, that, to that class. And you know, one of the things we want to let our audience know that you. We're doing and unfortunately kind of uh, had a st- stop because you know the situation. And you could tell us if they're going to do it again at Roke Pub. I remember around Christmas time you did a special kind of uh, tasting, uh, you know, uh, for beer. And I was wondering if there was any plans of restating that.
4: Yeah, they would like to do it. There's no plans right now. But, yeah, not only does Rope Pub want to do it, but uh, Johnny's uh, other side wants to do it as well. But, of course, everything got put on hold uh, while we're waiting for the, the, the on-premise to come back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was, so we, it's, it's kind of a beer 101. The one thing I did at Christmas was it was very focused on Christmas beers. And so talk about the history of each one. I also, one of the things I always do too, is I put them in order of intensity, if you will. So you start out with the lowest intensity, so that way you're, you are you can taste the higher intensity beers later. If you did it the other way, the high intensity beers would overshadow the lower intensity ones, and you wouldn't be able to taste the nuances as well. So that's another thing I like to do when I do a talk. I also have done uh, beer and food dinners. The last one was December 14th at... Um, at Bach Tower Gardens down there in, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the town down. It's off right off of Twenty Sevens. South, uh, South Florida, and not South Florida, but South Central Florida. But uh, we did a wine versus beer, and it was really interesting. Uh, they call it Craft versus Cork. And uh, so they, they there's a, a wine person there. They have a chef, and then I'm the beer person. And it's a, a, seat, uh, a seated dinner, plated and uh, we had an appetizer, we had a salad, we had a main course, and then a dessert. And, uh, and then the, after each round, people, and the, each, each round has a beer served with it and a wine served with it. And I, uh, you know, uh, the, the two people, myself and the wine person, introduced the, the, the beverage and why we think it pairs well with the, the, this particular course. And this time the, the beer won. It was uh, we, it's the second time we did it. The wine won the first time, but I won this one. So, so now they want a rematch. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It raises money for Block Tower Gardens.
1: Oh, great. And one of the thing Ed, I wanted to talk about was our latest beer that we just brewed. There's an interesting, when we go to Hart's Homebrew and we, we still use a kit, but what, so we made an old English brown ale. So we made that, and then, you know, one of the thing I noticed, again, this is about personal preferences, I said, this is really nice and light and airy, and then my dad tasted it and he thought he watered it down, and I said, you created a new style, uh, you know, old Old English al- brown ale light. I mean, is there such a thing as a old English ale brown light? Well,
4: that's probably the greatest thing about home brewing, and one of the lessons I learned quickly, and why I was I won as many awards as I did, uh, was uh, I would brew beer, and you think you're brewing this? Well, you know, at a homebrew level, it, you don't always have the control you'd like. The kit may have said, uh, you know. Uh, I'm pale ale, but it turned out darker and, and it's really more of an amber ale. Well, one of the things I would do at competitions, I would always hold, set aside four bottles. And that fourth bottle was to taste. And I would invite over uh, some some uh, uh, other beer judges and get their opinion as well. And then enter it as what it came out. So, yeah, I mean, and that's, I'm sure, historically, how styles have started. I, I brewed a... Uh, Uh, half a bison one time and uh, went away for the weekend and my refrigeration system failed on me and it it fermented really hot about 94 degrees which is
2: extremely hot
4: and uh, it it didn't taste like a half a bison but didn't taste bad well this was early on in my homebrewing career and i brought it to a party that in fact heart's homebrew uh hosted it was a a halloween party i think or Oktoberfest party and uh, they, you know, one of the uh, fellows there said, oh, it's a, it tastes like a pretty good wit. And I didn't even know what a wit beer was, uh, the Belgian-style wheat beer. So I entered it at, um, at Dixie Cup, and I took first place, even though it wasn't a wit. Uh, but it had gotten that coriander character from the heat of the fermentation. And I'm convinced, I, and I've researched this. I can't, I can't discover it for sure, but I'll bet you that that's how that style got developed. Back in the day, before refrigeration, somebody in Belgium brewed it late in the season. It got warm, and it changed the character of the beer. Well, in Belgium, in Germany, they would have thrown that beer out, but in Belgium, they would serve it. And I can imagine that at the, the brewers there in the bar. And his buddies are tasting it and going, wow, well, that's a really good beer. How'd you make it? And he, he would probably say, well, I can't tell you. And then they would ask him, well, did you put coriander in it? And he would probably jot that down in his memory and get yeah, coriander because if it's good, people like it, you want to make it again. So the heat stressed the yeast, and it made those characteristics like coriander and uh, you know, the, so forth from a wit beer, but there none, none of those spices were in the beer. So it, sometimes you, you, I call it a happy accident when you make a beer and, it, and something doesn't go right, or you, and uh, but it still tastes really good. Uh, well, and then you want to repeat that accident.
1: Oh. Okay, uh, Ed, uh, we want to thank you for your time. Before we go, I want to wish you the best with your, your new craft brewery you're associated with. And I know I saw you one time at a beer festival. So what's the status uh, of beer festivals? Once they give the all clear, you guys are going to be at the beer festivals? or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: We'll be out there. They're, they're, you know, they're, I know South Florida is talking about May 8th, but... You know, that, that's not official. It, it'll have to come from the governor's office, but that's what they're hoping for. I know some of the ho- larger uh, resort hotels are st- staffing up, and that's what they're shooting for. I think they took the ACE because it's after Cinco de Mayo. So.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. And any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Nope.
4: uh, There's an old Chinese curse It says may you live in interesting times I think we're living in interesting times
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely are. Okay, my guest has been Ed uh, Meesum uh, from the Central Florida Home Brewers as we are concluding our uh, April show on the joys of home ro- brewing, stay home and brew. And you've been listening to the Mike Carra Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here in beautiful Coe, Florida. And please catch us again next time. You've been listening to the
0: Central Florida Buzz with Mike Cara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties, sponsored by the Central Florida Home Homebrewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.
3: COVID-19 better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.